tonight. Let the celebrations begin as Australia's Department of Youth finally wins a test match. French Rugby Union and the courts chasing Sammy Radradra. History with Australia's highest tennis honour, the John Newcomb medal. And we'll wrap up season 2016. All of the champions, some of the disasters and the things that made us laugh till we cried. Nothing could drag you away from the year's final edition of the Backpage Live. Wanted to run around in the baggy green. Want to be on TV shows like this where we can have a laugh. Never ever give up. They think we're not strong enough, but we just be the world. Their senses are gold. I got pucks in the back of the head regularly. It was just unfortunate it was from a coach. G'day, buddy. Welcome to the final back page of the year. And to celebrate, we've boosted the panel by one just to squeeze all of our favourites in. It is party time with Kelly Underwood and Robert Craddock. Hello and welcome to you both. I'll look, take a look at this side. Ryan Fitzgerald, <laughs> Jules Schiller and Mark Boz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you, chap? No, how, how come Boz gets his own shot there? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Can we do a three shot, please? That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very, usually I have all of this space. I feel very uncomfortable with you so close, Boz. How's your life gone since you met me? Is this... <laughs> <laughs> Show only goes for 59 more minutes. I haven't got time to explain it all. Well, South Africa won the series, but Australia won the far more important third test. You're only as good as your last game crash. And South Africa, they got hammered by the young Aussies, didn't they? They did, and uh, wasn't it the win Australia needed? It, it's People are talking cricket again. They're excited by cricket. But the guy who impressed me most mm -hmm. was a young man who went from being a boy to a man, I reckon, in the last three weeks. The Australian captain, Steve Smith, he's... Delivered about three or four really good press conferences in a row, and I reckon he's hit that point that Steve Waugh used to talk about in the captaincy, where you say, you know what, I've had a gut full of this, of equivocating and, and outside voices. I'm going to go on my gut instinct to go right ahead. So I, I reckon he deserves a lot of plaudits. Have we gone over the top, though, with our love for this new-look young Australian team? Absolutely. I think in the ranking is now we're three, yeah. South Africa five. That doesn't feel right for a start. You know it what? still feels slightly fragile. Oh, it does, and it could change in a heartbeat against Pakistan. In the day-night test of the Gabba, with a hooping ball, it could all change in one session, but it's settled everything down for the moment. And I hope that Australia marks itself hard and almost forgets about the test and goes back in and have a look at what's wrong with the shield. Why aren't we producing batsmen? So, oh, I, good point. It's like the Australian cricket's gone through a midlife crisis. We've ditched the old, we've got the young yeah. players and we're infatuated with them. <laughs> and nothing they yeah. can do is wrong. And people are yeah. going, hey, he's not scoring and he, he went out on 10. But, you know, so I think it remains to be seen, but doesn't it? how many times have we seen it in any sort of team sport when you inject youth, Bozza, yeah, that, well, you know, they played freely, mm. didn't they? they? They weren't looking over their mm. shoulder. They weren't worried. You know, would, the would, mindset would we, was completely... You never killed. lose of young players, in my opinion. Would we say Matt Renshaw played freely? Uh, look, <laughs> he's, he's 20, he's got... Ticker, a great future, Ooh, but uh, look, I like oh, just, this, this is some of his batting. Oh, sorry, that's paint drying. The reason why you're saying that because it's the last show and you're not on air next week. <laughs> well, two, years, two weeks ago, you're sitting there, we're all sitting there saying, What happened to Stickable Batsman, the old test match warrior? We find one and we bag him, but exactly. he can have a swing. Don't worry, he hit five sixes the other day at the Gabba, so don't worry but about Crash, him. if you take it back a week and a half ago, Crash, people are talking about being the biggest crisis in Australian cricket since the World Series days. And now you've won a test, you've got youngsters in, and people are still picking bits. Are, are people just not satisfied no matter what? It's the world of instant feedback, Boz, but what I liked about Renshaw particularly... He's was, a winner. Well, he was fighting his own emotions. The crowd was booing him, and he said last night that when Vernon Philander was coming into bowl and the crowd was booing, he was thinking, you want a six? I'll give you a six. Cop this. 
Then he got to there and thought, no, I won't. I'll <laughs> Actually, I'll just have so, a nibble. Unbeaten from 137, but he looked composed to me. I mean, he's likeable, he's laid back, he's a towering presence. He's yeah. just a man mountain, but I love the composure. Well, he did one thing I liked. He, he, he did this old-fashioned technique of putting your bat in front of your off stump and saying to the bowler, if you get past me and get the edge, you're too good, mm. but I'm not nibbling at you. I'm not going out there. So, you know, that takes that, incredible that's willpower. That's it. He's Steve 20, Smith 20 years never... old. He's, yeah. he's a test batsman now with an average of, what, 44, 46, whatever he has. He's going to be great. He's only 20 years old. Does Sean Marsh, though, come back into the next test? Eventually. He's done enough. And many times we've sat on this panel saying Sean didn't deserve to be in, but he does deserve to yeah. get back. But... Renshaw, when he walked into camp, Steve Smith had never seen him before, ever. Had mm. never set eyes on him. So that's the sort of... It's the youngest team in 30 years. So, look, it'll take time. It was all about the young kids, obviously, uh, that energy they had. But the real batting story, I reckon, was Usman Khawaja. Because he's faced his own pressures, hadn't he? He got dropped in Sri Lanka. He came out. He looked completely composed. So still at the crease. He was there when Peter Hanscom in the first innings was with him, helped out. He was a night watchman for uh, Davey Warner as well. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 that, that innings there won it for Australia, that oh. test, without a doubt. Set us up and we're in a great position. That was a great knock. Something interesting happened, though. After the Hobart test, Buff Lehman said there's only two batsmen certain to being chosen, yep. Warner and Smith. Now, I thought that is either a masterful tactical ploy to slip an acorn on a Kawaja's seat or he just completely forgot about it, mm. <laughs> as can happen. You know, like sometimes, but I reckon he was saying... Mate, you're going to right. You've made 97 and 60, but you've got to keep going. Peter Hanscom, though, his debut, I reckon, was the Great. most assured yeah, of all of them. He looks such a solid test player. He's a guy you're going to rely on coming in at number five. We've been worried about those collapses. You kind of would, when he comes to the wicket, there's a sense that he will be one of those guys you believe in. He's a very interesting player uh, because they like his leadership potential. He was captain of the Australia A. Could he, if he keeps going well, could he sneak into a vice captaincy position? And he's a wicket keeper. So. You know, he's got a... Uh, I'll be fast. If he keeps going like this, it's only one innings, I, but it'll be fascinating to see where he ends up. I hope he gets a, I hope he, uh, gets a bowl just so we can have a hands comb over. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then go to a restaurant. Oh, that's yeah, that is horrible. It's the last show of the year. Come on. Nick Madison <laughs> deserves... Tonight, Nick Madison deserves another shot. He made a very, very exciting duck. Uh, this was great. Moment. He came out at night, new ball, moving around a bit. Rabada bowling very well, swearing beautifully as well. Cop plenty, didn't he, as he went off? I love when bowlers sledge by putting their hand over their mouth. Yeah. I mean, does anything draw a camera to you quicker than a hand over the mouth? But this is the joy of the pink ball test, the upside-down day. Remember we'd go and all the action was in the first session? Yeah. Mm. Now it's the last session, and it is a genuine charm of pink cricket. Loved it. Mm. Faf de Plessis was brilliant with the bat, scoring a century just to annoy the Australian public, and then bagged the crowd in the press conference. I was expecting a little bit of hostility, but not to that, to that extent. Uh, when I came out, I was obviously quite aware of it. And then as the innings went on, it, it disappeared a bit. But to be really honest with you guys, when I got to 100, I wasn't expecting to still get booed. Uh, so that was pretty disappointing. I say you've got to embrace it. I mean, I got booed walking into Fox Sports today. <laughs> I, I did park in Patrick Delaney's spot. <laughs> Just embrace it, Faf. Well, he fired up and made a ton. Oh, that, that's well, him being contrary. He's just a... He's a fascinating, old-fashioned, hard-ass contrarian. I, I, I must say I loved him. They say his performance in the Ball Tamper Inquiry was one of the great pieces of theatre. Like, he's gone in and said, oh, it's a rule, is it? And yeah. they said, uh, you've already been charged two years ago under the same rule. Oh, that's right. 
And he said, how do you know it did something to the ball? It changed it. They said, we don't have to prove that. He says, oh, OK. Uh, and he just went... He changed his defence four times. They said, if you'd have got it on <laughs> he the wants, He wants to appeal. He should just get over it and move on. But mm. he did play great cricket and captain well too. All right, let's crank, uh, crank up the cuteness factor a bit now. We had the babe with the faff. Some more. This is a story which you can see in full on Fox Sports' new golf show in a couple of weeks. Features Sam Blewett, who's the son of former wow. Aussie batsman Greg Blewett, you can see there, who is golf-obsessed. This kid, he hasn't even turned two. There's Steve Smith. What's this? Oh. <laughs> Just brilliant. Everything... He... Look at this. This is with the ice in the fridge. I'm <laughs> still buying Oshkosh, and that kid's dressed yeah. in Tideless. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely... He needs to spend some time with John Daly, I think. Oh, the, yeah. the, the drinking and the Hooters part. <laughs> Bluey's like, I can't be an assistant coach all my life. I need to earn my money somewhere else. <laughs> he, he was a great guy. I think Greg was off about plus one, wasn't he? And one of those boys just good at everything. Yeah, well, being our final show of the year, we thought that that was the perfect lead-in to this week's top five kids who stole the limelight in 2016. Brought to you by Kia. Remember this kid? Passionate Southampton fan in the background. Look, there he goes. <laughs> Look at the father of the yes. year next to him. <laughs> is, that, is that dad saying dad good boy? Put <laughs> <laughs> no, it down, so. son. <laughs> Look, I love the start, the, the pit crew here starting very, very young for Ferrari. Look at wow. that. He's got all the detail. I love it. We've had to cut it a bit short. It goes on. It's a slow pit stop, obviously. Uh -huh. and, and a lot quicker than the Red Bull team. <laughs> <laughs> and away you go, son. Beautiful work in the pit. All right, number three. This little guy was uh, enjoying the MotoGP for the first time. Look at it. <laughs> Look, what oh. hope does he have? <laughs> Our director, when we walk out of the door for the last yeah. five years, same expression. Well done, Matty Parslow. Number two. Uh, look, even in nappies, the story of Rocky Balboa can be inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> He's got all the moves. This is phenomenal. Phenomenal. There he goes. And pull. Wow. It gets better. He looked at one hand push up. But number one, this kid, he's the Pittsburgh Pirates fan. All the emotions, look at this. This is a, a baseball game goes through to the 18th inning. You can see <laughs> he's, he's had a couple by this stage. <laughs> just sensational. Goes just under six hours, the game. The winning run, finally. There's the celebration. He's a little bit Tommy tired, but he has had the win. Well done, children, in 2016. Thank you so much. Semi Radradra failed to show for a court appearance uh, on domestic violence charges yesterday. Well, now the Parramatta superstars reported to have signed for French rugby giants Toulon. Now, he was due in the, back in the country this evening uh, to work out whether he will have to face those charges. Obviously, will. He needs his day in court. That's a good thing he arrives, but the notion is now off to... French rugby, another black mark for the league. What a mess and a lack of transparency here and he had an opportunity to defend himself in, in court today and you can't really say much with charges or, you know, the fact that he's got to front court and, and front these charges. But who do we believe? Well, it, it's difficult, isn't it? i tell you one thing you can say. If there's one thing Mel Meninga would regret as Australian rugby league coach, and he's been pretty much flawless, he gave this guy an Australian jersey for the Anzac test. And, and there was just always that question about his commitment to it that he was just sort of drifting through the system. And it's now the sort of thing he's trying to stamp out. He said, we want a culture and a spirit there. And so somewhere, he'll disappear. And that's the thing with professional sportsmen these days, Jules. There's always another option. You can drift off. 
to Toulon and be, live happily ever after. I've got no options, Crash. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be drinking yeah. and staying on my own after this He has show. been uh, a bit of a disappointment. All right, who needs a footy field for drama in the NRL? The clubs have uh, ARL Commission <coughs> Chairman John Grant in their sights after the disagreement over, well, you guessed it, money. Grant again today defended his position. The fight's one word. I mean, I'm doing my job. You know, my job is to make sure that this game prospers. Part of that is for the clubs to prosper, but the other part is for us to make sure we get the funds back into the grassroots so we build the pyramid out so we can have stronger clubs. That's the, that's the cycle. Will I step down? It's not being considered at the moment. The Commission's reaffirmed its position. We need to get, we need to get on with it. Has he done the right thing? Well, he's going to stand and fight. That's understandable. From the outside looking in, I don't, don't know about this, about rugby league, obviously coming from another sport, but I believe that the club's interests deserve to be served. Now... Back in 1992, there was a similar situation going on in England uh, with the football, and the clubs got together and started the Premier League, and we've seen how it's just gone up. The main resource that the TV deal is sold on, and all the money that comes into the NRL, is with the players. The players are the main resources, and the clubs are in charge of those players. And I, I believe that they are basically crying out so that their interests, once again, are not being served properly. And if that's the case, then basically they should all get together like they're doing, and put in somebody in charge that will serve their interests properly. But who's running the code, then, you ask? Who's running the sport? Is mm. it the clubs or should it be the organisation? Because the clubs well, always bother us yeah. are going to have self-interest. All yeah. they care about is their own backyard. You need yeah. someone to be overseeing a strategic plan. The rules, plan, the internationals, the yeah, the rules, the internationals, fine. But in terms of, of, for me, in my opinion, in terms of what goes on in the club structure, the draws... Like, for example, I think Crash, is that correct? They don't get no money whatsoever from the final series. They get no money from the state. They are using... The NRL are using the club's resources, which are the players. They want to get 130% of the salary cap out of this next broadcast deal. He said that some... Of the, basically, he wants to look at... There are other options now. Are there imperatives? The grassroots, all those sorts of things. Is there any way you can defend what John Grant has to say? Well, I'll say this. I actually admire him for taking the path... He could have taken the path of least resistance, said to the clubs, yeah, you want it, you got it. Mm. Like, it'll cost him his job, no question about it, but it, it, it's on principle and uh, it, it, they made one categorical error. When you give a biscuit to a starving man, you can't say, oh, actually, no, I won't, I won't, you know, and the clubs were desperate. But I was on the plane with him coming down today. Bible, it was a few... <laughs> <laughs> and it was quite... You know when you're having a bad week? Poor old John was sitting a few seats up and there was a kid, bes a baby beside him screaming. He was trying to get some sleep. And I thought, you poor fella, haven't you had a rest? That was a baby. That was Factor Placenta. <laughs> <laughs> we love an anthem on this show, uh, so we have to throw one at you for the last time this year. It's Aretha Franklin uh, stretching the Star Spangled Banner to a record four minutes and 35 seconds before the Detroit Lions-Minnesota Vikings Thanksgiving game. Queen of Soul. Why would people complain? Well, you've got to that? understand as well. That was her one big opportunity to make it in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> she <Yeah>. failed. <laughs> like Meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> had one oh, shot. It was brilliant. There was also that famous. <clears throat> I don't know if you remember, Kel, uh, that famous baseball game where Bleeding Gums Murphy did an amazing version. Have a look. I'm asking, can you see? <laughs>
that too. Yeah, it's the last one. Simpsons, is that what it's called? Oh, come on. Oh, is what? it Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> Have we got John Daly hitting that ball out of that mouth again? Not yet, but uh, it's time, coming up. <laughs> time coming up. We wrap up the year that was high praise for last night's Newcomb medal winner plus football. And surely you couldn't miss from here, Boz. Could you really? Well. It's lights out and away we go. Both Rosberg and Hamilton get away well. Danny Ricciardo over Stappen has spun. Nothing feels a bit wrong with the steering. Oh, Jensen Button, not the way to bow out. He's going for it now from a long way back. Verstappen on the outside, Rosberg on the inside, and as they swoop round that left-hand king, Rosberg puts himself up in the second place. There comes Nico Rosberg, and just in the background you can see Max Verstappen. Ten laps to go. Lots to happen yet, I think. Lewis, this is funny. We need you to pick up the pace. Hamilton holding up his teammate. It's like the brakes have jammed on his car. Lewis Hamilton wins the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Nico Rosberg is second. He takes the championship. World champion. World champion. Yes, following his father Kiki's footsteps, Nico Rosberg has his first world championship. Now, if you saw alleged teammate Lewis Hamilton, he won, still tried to sabotage his partner by slowing down so the field could threaten Rosberg. If he was knocked into fourth jewels, Hamilton would have won the title. What a tool. He is a tool, and their relationship, Rosberg and um, Hamilton, they make Packer and Mariah Carey look like starstruck lovers. <laughs> that's, how, that's how bad they are. So he, like Mercedes, the bizarre thing is they knew that he was going to try and do this. So, so basically they said, we're not going to pitch you properly. So he had to do it after the last pit stop when Mercedes couldn't do anything. So he slowed down, hoping that Fettel would try and overtake Rosberg and maybe clip him and put him out of the race. It is the equivalent of putting a patient in an ambulance and driving them a slowly as possible to the hospital <laughs> in the hope that they'll die in the back. <laughs> so you're still doing the job. Do you, do you see that as a team sport or an individual sport? It, it, oh, it's an individual, it's, mate. Yeah, it's, no it's an individual in sport. And to be honest, I didn't mind it because Hamilton yeah. is such a tool. And now the team's threatening to sack him, but they yeah, won't. Yeah, but they both won't. of them are tools, Jules. God, Rosberg and... Aren't they just two saps? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was an uplifting positive story. <laughs> <laughs> Great moment last night, this one is, uh, with disabled te tennis champion Dylan Alcott. He won the, uh, the John Newcomb medal. He's a triple Paralympic gold medalist. The world number one has a string of titles, but this clearly meant a lot to him. To be recognised for the highest honour at, at Newcomb means so much to me and not only that, for people with disabilities, especially kids with disabilities and, and people that have car accidents, you know, we're often seen as second class citizens and, and even though you'd win the elite athlete with a disability, we weren't actually good enough to win the able-bodied award and and this award just absolutely smashes that glass ceiling for, for elite athletes with disabilities everywhere. There's been some dud stories in Australian tennis, hasn't it? But that's great. Yeah, and a great guy. Well-deserved. Big statement by Tennis Australia because Tomic and Kyrgios weren't nominated, they weren't invited, they didn't attend, and that just the message says it's just not about how skilled you are but about how you hold yourself away you from You're surprised the well. that Nick didn't tweet something, you know, I could beat this dude in <laughs> bro. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's still coming. But, yeah. you know, what a great role model. Yeah, great. absolutely, great absolutely brilliant. It's the FFA Cup final tomorrow night, Sydney FC and Melbourne City. 
Sydney Boz. Pumped. Are you pumped? Yes. Are you? I'm a little bit worried about Sydney FC. I know they haven't been beaten yet in the A-League, mm -hmm. but they've kind of got the draws going on, one all, then a nil all yep. against a couple of teams they probably should have. Are Melbourne City coming to get them tomorrow night? Well, I think they are, but I think Sydney are actually going to go out and win. Now, Graham Arnold, the manager, if he's watching this, will, won't be thanking me for that because he likes to fly underneath the radar. But I just got a feeling, like I said, that's going to be Sydney's night. Melbourne City have done fantastic. Um, and the City group that have come in, to be fair, if you look at their record in the past with Manchester City, it was a very similar time that they took Manchester City to their first cup final. Uh, they won that and the rest is basically history. And they're doing the same with Melbourne City and Kel, they've, they've built a fantastic uh, setup as well for yep. the, both the women's and the men's team, a training ground. So they've really invested in the sport. The last that, thing that must come tomorrow night is the crowd because yes. Melbourne Victory won it last year. Remember the mm, uh, yes, FA overcharged yes. and they didn't get many... Um, yeah fans there at all. Well, that, Victory's we'll got wait. the followers. City's done everything right. They've True. got to get a good crowd. True. And we'll have to wait and see for that. Uh, but the, the actual night, the first major trophy of the season, everybody in the sport is looking forward to it, uh, and especially myself. If you don't go, obviously, you can watch it on Fox Sports. Yeah, of course yeah. you can. Yeah. Yes, of course you can. Uh, now, is Jose uh, Mourinho, is he losing it? For no. the second time in the month. <laughs> he's been sent from the sidelines into the stands, <laughs> kicking the drink bottle. Yes. He's fine massively just recently. Well, he's very frustrated. I think he's played something like I was reading the other day, I think something like £200,000 in fines crashed in, right? in, the, in the last, I think it's the last six months or something. But frustrating for him at the moment. Look, there, there's eight points, just over a third of the season gone. They're eight points away from fourth place and 11 points away from first place as well. What's killing them a lot, they actually have to play in that Europa League, which is on a Thursday night. So to back up from a Thursday night onto the Sunday is really taking its toll. But... Look, there's still a long way to go. Did still you um, go. did you get sent off when you kicked the bottle over in England? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you got sent home. <laughs> Liverpool's uh, Jurgen Klopp uh, went the other way, staying on the sideline but giving it to the fans in the stands who dared to boo their own team during their reses, the, the 2-0 win over Sunderland. Yeah. He revved them up, though. He did, he did rev them up. Look, he's been an absolute sensation since he's arrived. Now, they've got the, they haven't got the problem that Manchester United have got, nor of Chelsea. No European football for either of those two. Now, for me, it's, it's, then it's no reason why. It is a reason why that both of them are doing so well. And they have a real chance of winning the title. First oh, title will be for a very, no. very... Since well, 1990, so... I'm a Liverpool that. fan. Oh, they have a real and chance. you they can really always pinpoint do. the time that you lose. But <laughs> I it was when Coutinho went down, because Liverpool are like AC... Coutinho is going to be out for probably up to six exactly. weeks. Exactly, so. and I reckon Liverpool are like ACDC. They were best in their 70s, and they keep losing their frontmen. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we do like to see things go bad on the footy field as well. This is, I think, Boz, from the Serbian Soccer League, okay. uh, and it's a great bit of work here. Uh, big crowd in there, too. <laughs> does get through, does gets around the goalkeeper, and and what's going to happen? And pop. Oh my god! <laughs> that, completely, that completely threw my fourth division Serbian tipping competition. <laughs> and going going by the surroundings there, I would fear for my life going to the car park. <laughs> exactly. Well, if you ever feel bad about anything, you can always put that on. Yeah. 2016 has seen the usual assortment of goalkeeping horror stories, so it's fitting there have been three shockers just this week. Let's have a look. We start uh, Argentina. This is an area we've seen quite a few times in 2016. Oh. <laughs> just the old swing and a miss, Boz. Oh. And I don't think the ball bobbles here, really, do you? It's just no, I think in, it just takes oh. it over. Inside the line and straight through it goes. Oh, this oh. is beautiful. This is the goal kick that uh, comes back literally to haunt you uh, in the wind. <laughs> and of course, he's not been touched by anybody. He grabs it. He grabs it. Free kick. Free kick. Oh, oh, oh. What else has he 
Very good. Here we go. Ice hockey. Look, the goalkeeper is just having a little drink. Had not thought about it. Drink. Look at him. Back turn, and they don't score the goal as a thing. They pass it across, miss completely. Thing for goalkeepers this year. Obsessed. Usually yeah. when he's here, <laughs> I just like to see other people in pain. It's called Schadenfreude. Do you yes. enjoy the pain, Boz? Like when you look at it, do you feel no, the, you go I back? Feel, I feel the pain, yeah, yeah. I feel the pain. Yeah. I think back to a lot of times during your career, you think, you know, you're actually very lucky not to really be on any of those really bad reels because it can happen so easily. Yeah. Oh, well, we've got the top five. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw it in. Inside cringeworthy moments to yes. television performance. Yeah, thank you very much. After being told he uh, won't be released from Gold Coast for family reasons, as, as he requested, Gary Ablett now looks like losing the club captaincy. And here's what he had to say at Suns training today. Do you want the trade back or are you happy to stay here? <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. It's not a story, all right? I'm happy okay. to be here. We're here. Um, and as I said, it's just great to be around the boys and, um, you know, the boys are training really well at the moment, so we need to make sure we have a good pre-season and, and uh, hopefully some finals footy this year. Great to be around the boys. Is there trouble in paradise or trouble in surface paradise? Disagree <laughs> with him. It is a story. Uh, yeah. when, when one minute you're the captain and the face of the club and you request a trade home to Geelong and then the very next breath the chairman of the club says, no, we've had a frank and honest discussion. He'll be here till the end of his career. The club will be nervous. This is a story that will not go away. It's yeah. awkward to say happy to be here at the same time schoolies is going. Oh, on. no, I know. I should have rephrased that. <laughs> <laughs> I just got back. <laughs> Tony, we've just heard from uh, Andrew Hamilton at the Quarry Mail just putting a story up online that Ablett has effectively... Well, he stood down, he's told the players, he's handing in the captaincy and his future beyond this season remains very much in doubt, Kel. So... Do you read that as if he may retire at the end of the season after handing in the captaincy this afternoon? Possibly, and he's had some nasty injuries over the last few years, hasn't he? So it, we've, you know, he, he's far a long way off his best. What is he, 32, 33? So maybe the end of the career, All who right. knows? But okay. it's a that... story that we will be talking about a lot next year. Indeed. All right, and still to come this year and this night on Backpage Live, we look back at the year that was with all the highlights and lowlights, including our top ten epic fails.
is Ennis now. Fafina tries to crash his way out for his arms. Fafina got the ball over the line. The siren sounds. Fanella Rabonets, you can turn the light out now. There they are. How good. Some of the champs of a massive year in sport. So, look, let's just drill down a little bit and look at the favourites of members of this esteemed panel. Kelly Underwood, where would you like to begin? Tony Squires, I think it's pretty obvious. It was the year of the drought-breaking underdog and, in my opinion, you cannot go past the Western Bulldogs in the AFL. Only because you're a Swans fan, I'm saying this. But they took us on an absolutely exhilarating ride in 2016. They limped into the finals in seventh. They went to Perth. They went to Sydney. And then in one glorious afternoon at the MCG, they broke that 62-year premiership drought. It was uh, almost magical. They dubbed it the Battle of against your billionaires, and Which it was an unforgettable moment. It was written yeah. in the stars for them, was like so many of the things that happened this year. It mm. seemed that they were, by that end, they were destined, weren't and they? And they captured everyone's attention. I mean, just the storyline. It wasn't necessarily just an AFL fan. I think everyone got swept up in that and was a, a true mm. feel-good factor, but there were plenty of others. And, and Luke Beveridge as well. I mean, that whole story and how he gave all the members who were, who were driving over to Mel or to Sydney, uh, to, he gave them 10 bucks to go and buy breakfast and he just became a legend in that final series. All right, I'll, I'll grant you that one, Kel. Crash, you were our man in Rio. What yes. caught your eye? Well, you know, when they gave Rio the games, everyone said they've had a tardy Olympic history. Would they have a moment that had people embracing in the streets, that, that tears in their eyes, tooting the horns, and the whole nation got off in it, and it took until the last afternoon, then finally it was delivered. It was the most majestic thing. Here it is, Neymar in the penalty shootout, the last act. It was all he wanted to do. He said, look, I know I'm paid millions and millions and I got paid not a red cent for this, but I just want to win this tournament. Crash, where were you when he kicked that Go. I was sitting in an Italian restaurant and I swear to you, it was one of the great moments. They, the whole crowd jumped up, horns started tooting, waiters started bringing out champagne, corks were hitting the roof, and I thought, after all these years, Brazil yeah. have finally, Boz, Olympic got the Games. Yeah. But, but they just... The, the, the Games and Brazil, that was the moment they embraced it. Mm. And uh, your sport, mate. Yeah, no, that was the first time they ever won Olympic gold. That was the one medal, uh, one trophy that was missing from Brazil's trophy cabinet. It was a wonderful achievement. Yeah, uh, look, I, I see that moment and I, and I raise it because my champ of the Rio Games was you, Crash. <laughs> um, <laughs> almost making a citizen's arrest. Oh, no. camera equipment. Have a look and a listen. You must arrest him immediately. Arrest him immediately. Arrest him immediately. That's my ringtone. You must take him into custody. He stole camera gear. You must arrest this man. All that we talked about this year, look how many bars we had to just... Put the phone landscape. <laughs> it's so and irritating just, to watch. If, he, if that guy is watching now who's still in a Rio prison, do you want to do a big chat? <laughs> <laughs> That's a sad thing. Like, he's still in jail. And, uh, is he I really? understand he has an online camera shop, though. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> but I've got to say, I actually feel bad. I, I really do, because 
you know, people don't steal in Rio for the fun of it. They steal for it's a feed, you know. Yeah, so that poor guy unfortunately got locked away by Dumb and Dumber. There we yeah. were. You know. All right, uh, Fitzy, I'm going to head Fitzy. to you now. You, you, your son's a, a recent relay champ, so mm. you are now our athletics expert. experts. Uh, well, I'm, this is in Rio as well. I'm, I'm Brazil, not not the big moment for me. Crash for me, it was Usain Bolt. He immortalised himself as uh, arguably the greatest athlete of all time. Unbelievable, and also opened the floodgates of every adoring female fan out there as well who he wants to grind on the dance floor afterwards. (laughs) Okay, yeah. He is an amazing runner, an amazing grinder, and (laughs) just that bloke there, to win those events, three Olympics in a row, it'll never be done again, I don't think. An amazing runner... Amazing grind. <laughs> in, in that order? Or... <laughs> Done beautifully. All right, Bozza. Uh, yes. You're going to take us, obviously, to the world of football. Yes, I am. Leicester City. Um, perhaps the biggest outsiders that I can remember, pretty much in any sport. I mean, remember Buster Douglas, uh, Kel, beating Mike Tyson. That was huge. John Daly winning the 1991 PGA. But this, to be £5,000 to one at the start of the season... And to win this championship like they did over a 38-game season with a team that basically everybody was tipping to be relegated was an amazing achievement. And just like Fitzy said about Usain Bolt, I don't think that will be ever repeated again. Mm. If you, they should hold their tips back for a year because they might get relegated. Yeah, this well, year. exactly. Right. That, would be, that would be part two to the story. It would be amazing. We're sat here last year and we say, Boz, remember last year? Well, this year they got relegated. But amazing story. It was. And more amazing stories too in the world of football. Jules, what's yours? Yeah, I'm going football because I think this is the biggest underdog story of the year. It is Iceland who turned up to Euro 2016 in form and in breath. Uh, you have... <laughs> they, they have a population of 300,000. Ronaldo has a Twitter following of 43 million. Get that. In Iceland, if you're uh, aged a male between 20 and 40, you have a 1 in 2,000 chance of actually playing for this team. And, of course, it wasn't only the players, Bozza, it was the Viking clap they that gave their, their supporters they brought to the tournament. Sounds like something you get out on a big night in Reykjavik. <laughs> <laughs> but it came, of course, the Raiders adopted it, and it's become yes. a sports phenomenon mm. like the Poznan. Yeah. So Iceland, for me, were just the great story. Very good, Absolutely Jules. beautiful. Very All right, good. just to wrap it up, and I'm surprised I'm doing this, believe it or not, I'm yes, throwing what's in your the Sharks. The Sharks winning their first title. Of course, they came into the competition in 1967 and they won. I couldn't believe, sitting up there in those stands, these final moments that Melbourne weren't going to score and ruin that fairy tale. They didn't. They scrambled beautifully. There's Mick Anderson. I was happy for him Mm. uh, and quite a few of those. More for those supporters, those long-suffering Sharkies supporters. The only thing is now, take your flags down. uh, Don't paint your houses blue, black and white anymore. The season has started for next year. We're all on the even playing. Here we go. All right, let's flip the coin because I love this bit. Get to your our favourite style of sports person, the chump. It's hard not to go past the uh, twin tennis tools of Nick uh, Kyrgios and Bernard Tomic. What do you reckon? Is there anybody who we could rate higher than these boys? Oh, look, Tony, they are probably right up there, aren't they? You're, uh, they're still boys in a man's world. They continue to speak before they think. And every single year, it feels like for the last three or four years, you, yep. you hope that we, please, let's go into a back page and not have to talk about these guys again. So you're waiting for them to show a bit more respect. You're waiting for them to show some signs of maturity. Yep. Maybe this time next year they might just be on the champ list instead of the chump list, but... Wouldn't that be nice? And, look, we've got very little time now for that. Just quickly, US, uh, Ryan Lochte, uh, you had a special mention for him. Oh, yeah. I, I just thought this was the weirdest story of the year. Ryan Lochte <laughs> changed his story about six times. He could hide behind a corkscrew, honestly. But he, it <laughs> <What>? was just... <laughs> where, where are these folksy sayings? 
They're very good. But he made a complete the, new honey the story broken by Fox Sports, no less, in, in the games, but he uh, he went from being super cool, suave, with the blonde hair to... to, to Total shame, which he should have been. It was embarrassing. Yeah, look, just honourable mentions or dishonourable mentions, obviously, to Andrew Fafita for his public support of a convicted uh, killer and Chris Gale for his uh, embarrassing interview with Mel McLaughlin, the uh, don't blush baby. Well done. Uh, there you go. Well done, all. Well played. Uh, learning from our mistakes, obviously, is important, but not as important as learning from the mistakes of others, which is why in our final show of the year, we thought we'd count down our top ten epic fails of 2016. And we, we start, obviously, at 10 with the unfortunate winner of the Bath Half Marathon. Oh, oh. <laughs> by the winning tape. The one job. Let go of the tape. Let go. Number nine. Uh, the obligatory stretcher fail. Uh, it's next. Oh, no. Uh, if the medics can't get it right, obviously, you've got to get your teammates in. <laughs> by, uh, by Number eight, uh, this is how not to do the clearing kick in rugby. Uh, line up and what? Oh. 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 I think it looks like He was sore for days. At number uh, seven, being a ball boy can be dangerous. Look, he gets this bit right, uh, gets the balls there, and whoop, there's a wall there, remember? Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Up. I'm okay. <laughs> and number six, uh, taking catches at the cricket can be oh, quite yeah. dangerous. Oh, yeah. oh, no, no, he's okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is quite a fall, though. Good oh. oh. advertisement for Golden Pearl, though. <laughs> and at uh, number five, look, getting hit by a graphic is always embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Threw that one in there for no apparent reason. <laughs> Number four, the championship winning coach. You shouldn't run away from the oh, icon. Pull the hammy. Oh, oh, then you're a very easy target. What's your old When your team's down with just two seconds to go, it's a good idea not to score for the opposition, uh, which this guy does. <laughs> You're running the other way, buddy. You're running the other way. Uh, and they lose the game because of this shot. Does it oh. count? Yeah, it counts. Oh it absolutely counts. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been fun. Now, it wouldn't have been oh. in the population. Uh, and at number one is a warning to anyone thinking of turning up to work following an all-night Christmas party. <laughs> this was the fourth official at the Czech Republic. Uh, look at him come following along. Oh. <laughs> absolutely off chops. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't alone. Some of the others had been out with him and they thought it was all a bit funny. <laughs> Where were we? What did we do? <laughs> 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 He's gone for another year. There are our top ten epic fails for 2016. Coming up, we'll have more of our favourite moments from 2016. But as we head to the break, we pay tribute to a man whose passing this year was felt across the world simply because he was the greatest. Let's give them that little saying we used to say before each fight. Float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. Ah, rumble, young man, rumble. Ah. There is a drum that beats. He comes out to me and lets him start to retreat. If Lipson goes back in his father, he'll end up.
Everybody, uh, with another year almost over, I think it's worth taking a look back at some of our highlights, or lowlights if you crash. Enjoy. <laughs> you sat down and you told me you don't have a television at home. What is your life really? I mean, what do you do? <laughs> yes, no, no TV, but I think that's going to change after that because my husband and I were sitting watching and we're like, it's kind of nice. <laughs> This wonderful moment from a very wet Sydney cricket ground. It was wet Sunday. It was very wet. Adam Spencer. Oh, no! <laughs> very wet condition. Oh, just there he is in action. Uh, just waving the flag. Scary. Oh, there's a scarier mascot. Uh, you won't believe this. It was from a Brazilian health company. I think we've got footage of it here. It's uh, Mr. <laughs> Testicle. <laughs> who went around. That, that's, either, that's either a very ballsy move or completely nuts. This is the overexcited Lester fan. Look, watch his mouth and the teeth come out. <laughs> oh, no, no. As having tested positive to a voluntary hair testing samples. They should just go back to the hair testing uh, system that they had in the 80s, which was, do you have a mullet? You can play footy. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best mullets I've seen since Warwick Capper or our son. It's that a beauty, isn't it? Absolutely beautiful. It's business at the front, robber server. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is in Brazil on the football. <laughs> Fitzy's opened his wallet. No, <laughs> It's during the last one. The lovely Mariah ran down yeah. from uh, wardrobe <laughs> and asked if Crash could change the jacket. Why did you have to change that jacket, Crash? Well, because it's owned by Ben Iken and he's been looking for it for the past 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might have been Leaky Sky Jacket because it smelt of kebab. It was his second collapse for the tournament a few days earlier. He'd been out there and, and fell away again. So he actually flew in his swing coach, especially for that final round, and you can see him here on the 12th <laughs> Getting in the zone, not the players. This bloke is running the sideline. Have a look at him. You know what? You really have to question yourself when you have to psych yourself up for an offside call. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Bosnich. Good evening, Squazzy. How are you? Hello. Very well, thank you. Sir talks a lot. All right. <laughs> Hey, since when did we become Sesame Street? This looks like the most piss sweet Game of Thrones ever. Australia 2 didn't. They turned up, didn't they, in 1983? After 100 odd years of 
not winning it? Yeah, sadly they lost, <laughs> which makes them less Australia 2 and more 1 Australia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too cruel? <laughs> she wasn't doing the distracting, she was distracted herself by Josh Jenkins' engine room. Uh, just got to have a look. Looking at his Adelaide Oval then. <laughs> Turns out that they've been stripped of the pre-season Rugby League Nines title. And I've, nines. I've, got, I've got here footage for you here. This is the renews of the Auckland Warrior. Oh, they had a live side. The, the Warriors finding out that they are now pre-season. <laughs> <laughs> the emotion. Ah, 80th birthday, Laverne Everett treated herself to a skydive. Very excited about it. Trouble was, as she was deciding to get out, she thought, no, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> he insists that you are going. That's <laughs> your come. <laughs> Turns out she, she was right. She shouldn't have gone. Oh. <laughs> well, he decided to just miss it again, Fitzy, for just for the hell of it. Oh, it's way off. <laughs> we all know the rules. If you hit into the drink three times, it was very tough for him to get it on the green. This was his next shot here, because we know the rules. <laughs> East German swimmers were using a bicycle pump, sort of uh, up the clacker, to fill up intestines. <laughs> oh, is that an urban myth in swimming? The, the rectal pump was where we went tonight. <laughs> so, uh... Beijing, I think, is going to be hosting the Games in 2022? Uh, yes. Yeah. We, we have some uh, the vision, because it's looking good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's going to really go well, Laura. <laughs> Pit crew completely stuffed up. This is shocking. Called into the pits, takes them six seconds to get the tyres. They weren't ready. We do get another angle here. Laurie Daly did, on that note, explain himself well uh, the, the use of Dylan uh, when he appeared on NRL 360. No, he's a, he's a tremendous player, Dylan. Didn't get the opportunity to put him on. Um, um, and I think, uh, you know, we needed someone on the, on the bench in case a, an outside back got injured. Uh, we put him on there through the middle. He goes around the, the back just to see what's going on down there and uh, you won't be no, surprised. No, Yes, yes. Oh. Found something, no. uh, Fitzy. Uh, no, wait, no. Wait, 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 wait. Stop the tape, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's nearly as famous now because this is this guy. arriving at the stadium just oiled up beautifully. Isn't that terrific? <laughs> I'm pretty confident I can show you the sort of preparation he went through. Lunch, Lady Doris. Have you got any grease? Yes. Yes, we do. Then grease me up, woman! <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> oh, that's how it works, fine. $12,000 for twerking. I think three cheerleaders just got pregnant watching that. <laughs> so they got there. In fact, I have vision of the kangaroos making it to the finals. <laughs> Here they are. <laughs> it was tough, obviously, but uh, I can see the line ahead of them. Just going to push on forward. Just another round of footy to play. This is the two of them watching a replay of it. Bob Murphy just going in for the kiss. Calvary, did it remind you of anything that moment at all? Oh. There we go. <laughs> My dream is playing for Australia football team, which you have. I actually read that last year. <laughs> this kid, Portia's kid, consoling him. Oh. Look at 
that. Oh, it turns the frown upside down. It's beautiful. That's what sport's about. Yeah. Uh. Till he oh. realises he's, he's watching his wallet gone. But still, there. There we go. Look at this. Are you going to play that one from Thailand? Yeah, and premeditated too. Like you had to dress up the coordinated plan. Yep. Overnight. I mean, just plain stupidity, really. That could have been wearing the Singaporean flag. There it is here. When you want to actually check your pecker out, you've got to sit down when you pee. Hey, Danny. You see this? It's called a shoe. This is just a small selection of the Australian-only books. Well, there is another one, though, the book that I am tipping to be a bestseller. It's just out now. <laughs> it's a terrific read of a young journalist. It's no book. It's an imaginary book. The book doesn't exist. What are you doing in 1986? I have no idea. Really? I can help you in that regard, actually. Uh, this might have been you in 1986. <laughs> 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 no, exactly. Look at I said it wasn't there, but I lied completely. Uh, sadly, with that, that Tony, is... Tony, before we go, before we go, the shoeies have been a theme of the oh, year. I hate the and shoeies. we know you don't like them, so Fitzy and I have organised... I've got... Hey, you know, why I'm wearing these hiking boots? I actually wore these in Russia for the Sochi Winter Olympics and visited Chernobyl in them, so... <laughs> <laughs> it would be great... <laughs> great to end yeah, Tony, in the to show with the For 2016, a big thank you for the support you've given us all through the year. All those who have filled these chairs and special guests as well. Uh, thanks, Matty Weiss, uh, Nathan Sparks, and a massive man hug to producer Matt Parslow, who is the of the back page. We'll be back for a Christmas special. We'll return next year bright-eyed with a wagging tail, cricket-wise. Look after yourselves and remember, when in doubt, watch more sport. See you. Very good. This has been a production of Fox Sports.